the uh, Romans 5, 12 to 21. Thanks, Sammy. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is the pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the, man, of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also the righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also the obedience of the one man, through the obedience of one man, the many were made righteous. The law was brought in so the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace reigned through righteousness in bringing eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Good to know that Sammy's the interim senior pastor. I have down in the order of service your preaching, Sammy. <laughs> but just in case you weren't prepared, I've got something. It's okay. I'm the fallback interim senior pastor. Let me pray as we come to God's word. Our Father, we thank you that you are good in everything you do. We can't always see that. We're conscious of what is happening with so much rain falling and so many areas affected by that. We thank you for your goodness and generosity and help us to keep trusting in you while we pray for those who are so seriously affected by flooding and potential flooding. We thank you for your word, that you are good in giving us your word, that we don't need as to what you're like, but you've spoken to us, and through your word you continue to speak. So we thank you for your promise that you will speak today 
the hearts that are open and receptive and want to live under your lordship. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Help us to understand, we pray. Amen. I can still remember that sinking feeling. Uh, it was called first form. It's what's now year seven. Uh, we were in a PE class and the PE teacher in the high school chose two boys as captains. We were going to play a game and the teacher said to the two captains, you choose your teams out of the class. Well, these two boys would pick teams always choosing the most sporting players first. Uh, the athletic ones, the thin ones, the ones who had brown skin and tanned. Unlike them, I was white and slow and plump. So I would often be one of the last two that were picked. And I remember the feeling of just wanting to be invisible be sucked up into the ground to save me from this humiliation. I don't think I knew that word at the time, but the humiliation of everyone being over there and me and often one other boy being over here. In Romans chapter 5, we find two sides with two captains. But what is important isn't the makeup of the teams, but understanding who the captains are. When we understand who the captains are, whether it's Jesus or Adam, the book of Romans makes more sense, and indeed our lives make more sense. So far in Romans, Paul has laid out what God has done in his gospel. He showed that humanity is under God's judgment because everyone has rejected his loving rule and authority. Yet incredibly, God demonstrated his justice and his love in giving the Lord Jesus, his only son, his unique son, so that God's anger was poured out on him. The result is, the outcome of what Jesus did is that we are now justified, which we looked at a couple of weeks ago. And so at the beginning of chapter 5, Paul talks about as a result of being justified, we have now peace with God. We are in a privileged relationship. And we rejoice that God is at work transforming us, both individually and collectively, as we wait for the new heavens and earth. And when we come to chapter 5, verse 12, we find that there's another outcome of having been declared right and having peace with God. We read that we've been transferred from one side that was characterised by sin and death into another side under another captain. And to highlight how momentous this transfer is, Paul will speak about how everyone was on Adam's side and he'll compare what the two captains are like. 
Whenever we see words, just as, just as, we may expect to see some other words coming in the same or the next sentence. Just as, so also. Just as my wife likes spending time in the warmth of the sun, so also she likes spending time with our children. Just as Pat Cummins likes taking wickets, so Steve Smith also likes scoring runs when he's not run out. Well, just as, if you didn't know, he was run out in the most recent test. Well, just as is in verse 12, we don't actually find the so also until verse 18. In fact, we find it a number of times in that verse. And it seems that Paul was going to compare Adam and Jesus, but then he went down another road of showing the universal influence that Adam has. In verse 12, we read, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Sin entered the world through Adam. What he chose affected everyone who came after him. The Sri Lanka and Australia Test Series in cricket has begun. If I wanted to know in a test whether Australia is batting, I could look on the internet to see. And if I saw the names of David Warner and Usman Khawaja, I know it was Australia who was batting. Alternatively, if I had a TV, I could watch the toss and see which captain won the toss and what their team will choose to do. For the captain's decision at that point affects the whole team. What the captain chooses is what happens to the whole team. In one sense, they have no choice, but they've already endorsed the captain. And yet, each player on the team plays their part. Captain, captain Adam's choice affected the whole human race. And yet, that I sin, that I choose to be selfish, that I choose to be defensive, shows that I'm actually on Adam's side and I'm a willing participant. And Paul gives a sketch of history to show how encompassing sin is. In verses 13 to 14 we read, To be sure sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin was not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. Remember when Moses went up on Mount Sinai, he received, he received God's instruction. And yet, before that, people were dying. Everyone was dying because of their sin. Even though there was no law to break, everyone displaced God as the rightful ruler in their lives and showed they were on Adam's team. 
and therefore were under judgment and death. Captain Adam has led us all into certain defeat as sin and death has ruled ever since he made his choice. Adam and Jesus share the similarity of both being captains. They're both in charge, as it were, of their teams, but they're both very different. Under Adam, we are led into sin and we deserve God's anger. That's justice. It's rightful justice. And yet the gift that Christ brings is undeserved and that is grace. I want you to imagine a P-plater driving their car and their actions causes an accident. The police come and the result is that the young person is fined. Could be an older person. The police come and the result is that the young person is fined, loses their licence and has to pay for all the damage. That's justice. That's what should happen. Stop. Let me rewind the tape. Imagine a P-plater who has caused an accident. The police come and the result is the person whose car they hit pays the fine and the damage for all cars involved and does not want any charges laid. The first is about justice, rightful justice. The second is about grace, totally undeserved. Adam's team is characterised by justice, by sin, by death. But Jesus' team is totally different, is characterised by grace and life. Death reigned through Captain Adam, but now through Captain Jesus, all on his team have eternal life. God has done the impossible. He brings forgiveness and freedom to sinful people. Someone like Adam's team, whose future is judgment and death, those on Jesus' side have assurance of life and future glory. But there's a similarity. As long as the difference, there is a similarity between Adam and Jesus. Because one man affects all. Verses 18 to 19, we read, Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as, through the disobedience of the one man, they were made sinners, so also, through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. There's that so also. Paul now picks up the comparison from verse 12. Christ is like Adam in that one man's actions affected all humanity. Adam had an impact on all human history, but it has not been the last word. Where sin increases, grace increased even more. The teams are similar in that the captain affects everything. But because of Jesus, the era of grace is different. 
greater. Rather than justice and death and condemnation, he brings life to people who are spiritually dead. He brings forgiveness and he declares those who are dead as righteous. And so we are to make choices according to whose team we are on. While the captains choose the team, we need to listen and follow the captain that we belong to. There's two circles there. There are two realms in which we may live. Following Adam meant we could do nothing other than choose sin, which brought death. Now, people may not sin all the time. Lots of people who are in Adam's realm do good things. But they live in the line of Adam. They live in the realm that brings judgment and death. They live in the, under the reign of sin. And yet the momentous news is that we have been taken from Team Adam and placed in Jesus' side. So even though if you, trusting the Lord Jesus, may live in Jesus' side, Christians do wrong things. We sin, but we're in the realm of Jesus. We're under his leadership. He is the one who makes his team right. This has nothing to do with us, but now we live under Captain Jesus and our loyalty to him, is to him. And so we have to keep choosing what it is that honours the Lord Jesus in our lives. There's a lady called Kira Austin. You may have heard of her. She's a greater Western Giants netball player. Last year, the season's just finished, but last year she switched to the Melbourne Vixens. I should say she was a greater Western Giants netball player, but she switched. She now plays for a different team. Since that time, whenever they play each other, Kira Austin, I'm sure, does not live on the, when she gets up in the morning saying, which jersey will I put on? Do I put on the Greater Western because that's who I... I still got some friends there, that's where I belong to? Or do I put on the team that I now belong to? Of course, she doesn't think that way. She's on the Melbourne Vixens. So when she gets up, that's what she thinks. That's what she does. That's how she plays. She plays under that team. She will not be confused about her loyalty. Her new identity will, be complete, will completely affect everything she does on the court and off the court. If I'm under Captain Jesus, then my identity is now tied up in him and characterises being on his side about grace and righteousness. That is make a difference how I live how I view the life. So when faced with choices, will I choose what I used to be loyal to, Captain Adam? Will I seek what's blessed for me? Will I blame others when something goes wrong to save myself? 
Will I allow my human nature to determine my priorities? Or will I live under Captain Jesus and seek to honour him and put his into practice his words, his grace and truth living out in how I live? This may be a familiar drama to you. I can remember for me when our children were young it sometimes looked like this. We need to leave. Maybe we're going on holidays. Maybe we're just going out. David manages to get himself dressed and waits in the car. While Elizabeth has tried to get herself ready, get all the kids ready, get everything that's needed for where we're going, and finally gets into the car. When she gets in the car, I'm already frustrated because we're running late. The children aren't seeing eye to eye. And my wife makes a comment about how I could have asked if she needed some help. At that point, I try to think about a strategic and defensive reply, which shows that I was not in the wrong, even though I didn't help her. At that point, which captain do I follow? The old captain will make an excuse, will blame something else, or will I choose to be loyal and identify with Jesus and be humble and apologise and show grace and say, would you please help me to do differently next time? In this passage, we find the language of victory. Verse 17, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Verse 21, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we are on Jesus' team, we are on the winning side. We have been brought from death to life and can be confident of God's love and grace in our lives. Therefore, sin and death need no longer have the last word. That doesn't mean that life is easy. In fact, life may even be harder, more of a struggle as we choose Jesus' way over Adam's way. So often natural to choose Adam's way, but not to choose Adam's way is where victory is displayed according to who we belong to. But no matter how hard the present may appear, the problem of sin and death has been resolved forever. If we receive God's grace by faith, then justification being declared right, eternal life, joy, Peace, forgiveness are ours. Yeah, many, many, many years ago, I was a, uh, an associate pastor at uh, Pennant Hills Baptist Church. And I can remember there, they had a, a mission called uh, SIM, a, a representative who, who came to the church on occasions. His name was Keith Black. And he talked about a Christian tribe in the Sudan, uh, probably southern Sudan. 
I asked him how they were so joyful and generous when the community was in famine and struggling and persecuted for following Jesus. And he said something like this, it's not this life that makes them joyful. They have no security here, but they look forward to heaven. I was humbled because what Jesus had done had such an impact on how they viewed heaven and therefore how they lived life in the present. Paul, later on in chapter 8, will talk about how we are more than conquerors. Jesus has not only defeated sin, but he is living his life through us. And therefore, he can say earlier in chapter 5 that there is joy even in suffering. I began by speaking about a PE class and a PE teacher choosing two captains. Just imagine, well, if I imagined, if I were the first picked out of those teams, the captain wanted me. Me who was plump and white and slow. It never happened at school. But it's happened with Jesus. Not because of me, but because of him. Not because he chooses me first, but he chooses all who trust in him first. Jesus' death is a transfer price to transfer me me who was sinful and rebellious into his team. Loved, forgiven, changed, and being changed to live under Captain Jesus, who has already won the victory. I wonder which team you are on. If we have God's heart, if we're on Jesus' team, it should lead us to gratitude and to a willingness to serve and a perspective of life that sees how we live through the light of heaven. But it should also lead us to intercede for others. I'm going to pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we pause and reflect and think about the incomprehensible thing that you have done in sending your son for us who were sinful and lived under the reign of Adam and transferred us by your own goodness and grace and generosity into your son's kingdom. Would you please keep opening up our eyes and leading us to gratitude, both with our words, but in our allegiance and the choices we make. We thank you for the Lord Jesus, a good shepherd, a good captain, the good shepherd and the good captain. Thank you for his grace. We pray you'll keep reminding us that it's all about him 
and help us to live in the light of heaven as we make decisions every day, we pray. Amen.